0: Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening
1: to the Clashing Sabres Network. Here we go again. We're home. I bypassed the compressor. You were the
0: chosen one! Something truly
1: special. Congratulations. You are being rescued. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi. The ability to speak might not make you intelligent, but we're going to try to prove otherwise. This is the Clashing Sabers podcast. I am your host, Brandon, and I'm not here with any other members of the Clashing Sabers network. No, today I have a very special guest uh, that we're going to be talking with. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the man is an inspiration and is using his Star Wars fandom to do good in the galaxy. Uh, The leader of Rebel Cause, Mr. Caden Patrick. How's it going, man? I'm I'm good, man. I'm excited. We finally get to sit back and uh, and chat some Star Wars and, and talk about Rebel Cause.
0: Absolutely, buddy. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Definitely an honor to be on the show. Uh, thank you for the kind words there at the beginning as well. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I've been uh, definitely been a fan for a long time, and uh, we obviously connected here more face to face or not face to face. I guess text to text. Uh, Recently, so it's it's been fun, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so kind of tell us a little bit about you know your Star Wars journey. Just like where did it get started, and and kind of how did uh, you get to to the point of starting Rebel Cause?
0: So yeah, I uh, I don't remember a time before Star Wars. Uh, My my dad showed me the movies starting at four years old, you know, three or four years old um the story goes i guess i had found his original figures in a closet and i'm like dad what are these what are these and he's like i'll show, I'll show you what they are come on let's let's uh let's start this adventure you know and i was obviously hooked from, from the minute i, I saw the Corellian corvette go by and that star destroyer following man
1: do you and, uh, do you remember what uh what toy in particular or what toys in particular that you saw that got you hooked
0: yeah, um, I still have him, <clears throat> which is awesome. That's uh, amazing. His he had like the original lineup, you know, uh, Farm Boy, Luke, Khan, Chewie, three uh, PO, R two, Vader, some stormtroopers thrown in there, uh, Boba Fett. I think I I pulled out the Luke Skywalker, and you know that was that was the start of the journey, man. I was lucky. He my dad actually had not only some figures, but he sold some vehicles. So like right away I had like the Millennium Falcon
1: oh, and, wow. and
0: X-Wing and all that, which was cool.
1: I remember when that Power of the Force line came out, like can, trying to convince my mom to go to Toys R Us, but we couldn't actually mm-hmm. buy any of them. So I would just stand there and stare at the ones that they had. I don't know why <laughs> that was, but I just was like, it's Star Wars, I wanna be there for it.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I remember my dad would take me all the time to uh, well, obviously like you know, Kmart and WalMarts and all that stuff had them, but uh, Toys R Us and then the comic store here in Lancaster, um, which I'll tell you more about then. That's actually where Rebel Cause started. Um, they always had like awesome figures, and especially as I got older, like eight, nine, ten years old, they had the great like uh, expanded universe figures from uh, that line. Cool. So, like, the dark side Luke from uh, Dark Empire and Leia and she's a Jedi and, like, all those awesome figures. So, I that was my – I always loved the movies, but I remember seeing those figures and being like, oh, like, what? This wasn't in the movie. And then that was me diving into the books and the comics.
1: Well, it's so cool that, because, like, in 77 when Star Wars came out, the, the toys were – what kept it you know going for people and then for you to find you know toys from that generation you know as we move towards the uh the special editions and the expanded universe generation and that's starting your fandom off and then you know kind of being the gateway drug is is super cool uh mm-hmm. i haven't really i haven't really heard a story you know like that before so that's really special so was there were there a couple figures um you know, in the expanded universe line, that kind of you were like, I need to check this out, you know, because this figure's super cool and has got me wanting more.
0: Um, it was definitely the dark side Luke. Uh, when I saw that figure, I was like, Well, this is a this looks awesome, you know. Why does he have a he a red lightsaber? What's going on? And that really put me into dark empire then. And I remember reading those comics, and then I got like the clone Palpatine and. I was always into the video games, though, which was, which was cool because they had, like, Kyle Katarn figures. That was one of the first video games I ever played um, when I was super, super young. My dad, I would sit on his lap as a kid, and we'd sit at the computer, and I would just press the shoot button in Dark Forces. Yeah. And he would run around, but I would press the shoot button, and that was, like, my job in the game. <laughs> and that, that was one of the first ones, and uh, I, I called it the Stormtrooper game. Dad, can we play Stormtrooper game? Because <laughs> I didn't know it was called Dark Forces. I was literally probably like four or five doing that. So it was, it was cool.
1: So then, so you said you were born in 94. So then you were what, about five? Uh, well, no, you were about three or four when the spe- uh, special editions came out, right?
0: Yeah, I was. And I, <laughs> my dad loves telling the story, but <clears throat> so... A New Hope came back out. Well, they all came back out in theaters, but specifically A New Hope was playing. And my dad was all excited because he was like the three generations, you know, my dad who showed me Star Wars and I can take my son. And I'd seen the movies, you know, a bunch of times before this. And he said, I I sit down and I'm all excited. And the, the crawl goes up and I'm all excited, all good. And then Vader walks through the door of the blockade runner And apparently, and then crying, because I was scared scared of Darth Vader.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. And
0: we had to leave the theater. (laughs) No. He never lets me live it down. Yep. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, I mean, I just argue that it worked, you know? like Vader was scary, and, you know? So, there's actually kind of a part two to that, where my fifth birthday, or fourth or fifth birthday, um... My – I remember I'm sitting in front of my cake, and I had a Star Wars cake, of course, and just blowing out the candles. And my dad goes, what was that sound? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, it sounds like a, a TIE fighter landed on the roof. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So we're, we're in the middle of this big birthday party, and he goes upstairs, and his buddy goes to goes up with him, uh, his friend Eric. And a couple minutes go by, and we're all watching upstairs, and what's going on? And then all of a sudden, my, my dad's friend – falls down the stairs and acts like he's getting force choked right and then darth vader walks down the stairs what? and i scream and hide under the table <laughs> and darth vader walks over to me as i'm just bawling my eyes out and everybody's laughing and i don't know why and my dad pulls off the mask and he's just like it's me Caden." like i what the hell? I thought you would think this was cool. And <laughs> so there's a picture. I'll have to send it to you of me just like all red in the face from crying. Like you could tell I was crying next to my dad as <laughs> Darth Vader.
1: That's hilarious. the costume
0: thinking it was going to be great. And then I, I, I cried.
1: <laughs> Again, it worked, though.
0: Exactly, man. That's the whole argument. Vader was scary, dude. <laughs>
1: I mean, especially nowadays, where, you know, we we know so much about Vader's background and um, I mean, he he's still scary, but i I don't think there's the the intimidation factor as much. It's more of like a almost a clinical understanding of how scary he is as a character. You know, you mm-hmm. understand how much he inspires fear in in the other characters, but not necessarily so much like, the audience in general, um, just because you know he's been around so long and we know so much about him, um, so it's 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 hilarious that like he was there like in your nightmares <laughs> when you were younger, yeah. You know, and then and then you go oh, to the exactly. prequels and you you kind of see him as a little kid. Like, what was that like for you?
0: Well, I remember <clears throat> I would have been five years old when when a uh, Phantom Menace came out and i remember seeing it in the theater and thinking it was just it was awesome and i was like oh so that's that's luke's dad and yeah oh young obi-wan young obi-wan was my thing man i loved young obi-wan i remember going to get like haircuts and stuff and i would tell the the um, hairdresser be like give me a, a haircut like obi-wan and they're like what and my dad's like he <laughs> He wants like spiky hair. I don't know. Like I don't know, you know. That's awesome. And uh I tried to convince him to let me grow the Padawan braid and that wasn't flying, but I tried. Yeah.
1: You know? <laughs> I mean, we all did, let's be honest.
0: All <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I I loved the prequels when they when I saw them, you know, and they were I remember watching this uh, the first trailer on this little box on the computer. And it took, like, two days to download, and it was just this tiny little, like, two-inch by two-inch box. But it was amazing. And I remember the first thing I, I, like, freaked out about, I was like, wait, that lightsaber lights from both ends? What's going on? You know, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was really cool. I was, I, I, I love all Star Wars, you know. I've always been a fan of the prequels. They're not, I mean, they're not, like, my favorite ones. My Episode 2 is probably my least favorite Star Wars movie. But that being said, I love it still, you know. But, uh
1: it's like you're you're saying it's your least favorite star wars movie is still saying it's in like your top 10 movies you know
0: yeah exactly exactly and i i remember seeing episode three and just being like oh man it's over now you know never imagining that we'd be sitting here today like we had two star wars movies come out in a year and you know stuff like that
1: and the year off we all complain. we're like oh christmas is terrible without star wars
0: i know exactly
1: you know, I don't know if I've I've told you this story uh, or not, but so, you know, for for those listening, Caden and I have a birthday, what, like two days apart? Because you're the 25th, right? Yep. Yeah, so, so Caden was born on the anniversary of Star Wars, so he had no choice but to be a Star Wars fan. But uh, when yeah. the prequels are coming out, uh, I was nine when uh, episode one came out, and so for each of the prequels, that was my birthday party, was my mom let me bring, like, two or three friends, and we would go to the movie, because I've never been a big, like let's have a big cake and everybody come over to my house thing. Cause then I have to be nice to people and I don't, mm. I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so we go do that. But you know, uh, my mom was a single mom, you know, working and, and we couldn't exactly go at midnight, you know, to see the premiere. Um, cause this is when they were still premiering at midnight. So we would have to wait till like the weekend to be able to go. Well, mm-hmm. Episode one comes out, and a couple of friends of, uh, of mine and me, we, we go to our after-school teacher, uh, and I don't know what after-school class we were taking, but we were outside, and I mean, I could still go pick out the exact spot where we had this conversation. We were like, tell us everything. And he's like, are you sure you want to know? And we're like, <laughs> yes, tell us everything. And, and he literally told us everything, and... it it took a little bit of the joy out of watching the movie for the first time. Uh, And and so because of that event, I mean, it was still amazing. Don't get me wrong, but it, I look at it now versus, you know, going into like force awakens or last Jedi, where I didn't know uh, a lot about what was going to happen. And those experiences are just so cool. I'm like, now, I'm not super spoiler-phobe, but if, if you even mention the word leaks or anything, I mean anything that sounds like leaks, I'm like running in the other direction.
0: Yeah, see, it, it was unfortunate. I, uh, well, not unfortunate, I did it to myself, but episode seven, I, I kind of felt like I knew what was going to happen. You know, we kind of, all right, Han's probably going to die because Harrison Ford doesn't really want to play Han Solo. You've been wanting to do something like this with this character for, for a while. For
1: years. Now. 30 years. He serves the story. He brings uh, emotional weight and gravitas to the story.
0: I had spoiled myself for episode eight. And before I went into the movie, I was like, if Luke dies in this movie, I'm going to be pissed. Like, I'm going to be upset. And I remember sitting in the theater and he dies. And I'm like, well, damn, but I love how they did it. Yeah. You know? Like I'm like, it's the perfect ending. Well, it's not an ending knowing he'll be a Force ghost, but if Luke's going to die, that's the way to do it.
1: Yeah, it was, I mean, the thing I love about Last Jedi, um, I'm very attached to that first experience that I have with something, uh, Mm -hmm. particularly movies. Um, You know, Force Awakens is always going to be super important to me Not just because the movie is great, but because that was the first Star Wars movie I got to go to the premiere night of. And uh, so, yeah, so it was like a very special event, Um, you know, one of those things in your life. Well, Last Jedi, I mean, I obviously went premiere night also, but with all the twists and turns that it had, like the ups and downs that it took me on was probably the... I don't know if it was the best movie I've ever seen in theaters, but it was definitely the most enjoyable movie watching experience I've ever had in theaters because, you know, Snoke, you know, that, that happening just completely blew my mind and, and being really high on, Oh my God, they're going to have Kylo Ren redeemed in the second one. What the heck is happening to this story? And then he's not. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, everybody literally like everybody knows, even people who don't know me probably know, I love the scene on the second Death Star where Luke throws away his lightsaber because, to me, that's the most Jedi thing you could do is win with nonviolence, and yep. that's exactly what he does in oh, Episode man. Eight. And and I thank get, you. It, yep. a, the the perception <laughs> around Luke, you know, that he's this great. Jedi Master is absolutely true. What, what I think the problem is, is, I don't think people understand what a Jedi Master is really supposed to be sometimes. Like, they're a Jedi uses the Force for knowledge, for knowledge and, and defense.
0: defense, never for
1: attack. I mean, it's and, right there in the movie, folks.
0: Yep. When I walked out of that, <clears throat> I remember saying, Luke is the greatest student to Yoda. Like, he literally it lived out those teachings. And we got to see... We got to see that. the fact that Luke he wasn't even there it was uh, it was just so good.
1: did you did you catch on to the clues that were showing us like the footprints not being there or, or any of the dust not landing on him? did any of that click for you? So yeah, I
0: I'd spoiled it for myself. I, I had jumped on Reddit to kind of find reviews of just how the movie was and I remember seeing a line that basically said, oh, Luke not really there. Luke dies. And I was like, all right, well, what does that mean? Like, you know, before I saw it and then as soon as I see him show up and he looks different, I was like, oh, man, like they're they're doing something that he's not going to be there. So I kind of, you know, as soon as I started to see those clues, I was like, well, how is this a is he a force ghost already? Is he, you know, and then you find out he's projecting, which when that happened in the theater, I, I cheered, everybody cheered. That was a great moment when it cuts to him <clears throat> meditating on top of the rock. Oh yeah. And uh yeah, I was I was really impressed by it. Like like I said, I went in like they better not kill like my favorite Star Wars character and then he did they didn't kill him. Like he he died. Like he chose to become one with the force, which is better than what could you know, if Kylo would have killed him or anything like that, you know?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it puts him in the pantheon of of, of a rare few Jedi. You know, Obi Wan, Yoda, and Luke are the only ones that were you know that we know of that were able to just give themselves to the Force. You know, oh, Even even a Jedi as great as Qui Gon like died was was killed first. You know, um, and and I think there's a a difference between saying you know Luke died and Luke gave himself to the Force because. Mm-hmm. I think you know of course he didn't hear Obi-Wan say you know I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine but I think he understood that uh, and that he could mm-hmm. serve Rey better um, by being a force ghost in, in some <clears throat> way shape or form um, because Absolutely. you know it's interesting because JJ talked about you know trying to bring Luke back in episode 7 and anytime you brought him back he just takes over the whole scene you know and, and Comes in and and whoops up on everybody because nobody's gonna believe you know that Kylo Ren or or Ray or anybody could stand against Luke Skywalker, Mm -hmm. and it's It's true. It's it's, (laughs) it is and and, but he he wouldn't be a character to do that. I don't feel like you know um, and and that's why I like I, I there's a weird thing for me with Luke in Episode Eight. I like that I dislike Luke in Episode Eight. Because I don't think you're supposed to... People complain about, like, where he's at in that story. And the thing that cracks me up is I'm like, that's exactly the point. You're supposed to be upset that your hero fell. Like, you're supposed to be upset that he failed. And then this is showing you that even if you do, you know... Because he fails in a completely different fashion than he was successful in the original trilogy. You know, he failed as a teacher, not as a student. and, And then he was able to redeem himself. And... It just, it it cracks me up how some people just don't actually look at the story. They just look at at their perception of what they want the story to be. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely.
0: And, yeah, I'm glad that they did something different, you know, but it's different enough. Like, you still look at it and you're like, okay, this is the Yoda archetype, but... It's the the old master on the hill, you know, it's the reluctant master that the new generation wants to be taught. And I think the way they did it though was awesome, you know, he he wasn't just like, oh, I'm just not I'm not training anybody else kind of thing. It was like, no, I messed up and like my last apprentice, like I almost killed him because of who I am, like because of the force, because of the light side, the dark side, you know. And for them to, to make Luke Skywalker, who was like a – god not godlike character, but like we all were like, oh, he's like the perfect hero. And to put him at a level where you're like, well, I could be Luke Skywalker because I've messed up in, before. You know, I've, I've failed at things. And they took our hero and made him relatable.
1: Yeah, and I mean – Also, the fact, and and this might have been a short, you know, short sighting um, in the writing, but he's there because he believes that that's the right thing to do. And Luke has always been the one who could make the tough choices at the right moment. And, you know, he has his father, which he's always wanted right in front of him, and he jumps to his death. He throws his lightsaber away in front of the most powerful Darksider of all time. You know, mm-hmm. he he does the hard thing and I I truly believe and I know Ryan Johnson has said, like, Luke is there because he believes the right thing to do is to let the Jedi die because they just continue a cycle of violence in the galaxy. And maybe that needed to be a little bit more outlined in the movie for certain people to catch on to it. Um, me personally, you know, just being so into the fandom, I, I can't mm-hmm. really separate like seeing the movie and knowing that you know whatever Ryan Johnson said, um, kind of thing. So you know, kind of yeah. shades my my understanding of it. But I feel like that's <clears> a point that's really important for for people to get is like Luke is he's not giving up. He's doing the thing that's more difficult than anything. You know, like it's not. Like, it's not that he's abandoning Han and Leia and even Ben. It's that he thinks not being there is going to be the best thing for everyone. He just happens to be wrong. And and should we fault him for trying to that? do what was right? Yeah, like yeah. it's it's a weird it's a weird dynamic, you know. And and it's interesting cuz this whole sequel trilogy is really all about legacy, you know. And, and what do we do with that legacy? Um, what do we do after we've won the big battles um, in our lives? A- and it's not—it's not easy to do, you know. It's—it's um, a, it's a really difficult task to to undertake.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I—I I, <clears throat> feel like Episode Eight was a Star Wars movie for Star Wars superfans. Like some of the more casual people. We're like, oh, why is this happening? And why did this go down like this? But, like, people like us that are, like, super invested, we've read everything, we know, like, you know, oh, the Jedi Order was, you know, on Tython first. You know, like, stuff like that. Yeah, We sit there and we're like, oh, yeah, this totally makes sense. And, like, there's kind of some deeper references and stuff in there, which is awesome, you know?
1: Well, and it's also, like, it's, it's like a deconstruction of Star Wars, really, right? Like, Force Awakens mm-hmm. is very much, and... and not to a fault, but it's very much in the model of a new hope, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it does that quite well. Whereas last Jedi takes everything, you know, we would expect out of star Wars and turns it on its head because I mean, that's, I don't necessarily want to say that's like reality of things. Like things don't always go the way we expect because I think we go to stories like star Wars to at, at some point escape our lives but also Mm -hmm. to see how we could be living our best lives but I think what The Last Jedi does is it takes those tropes that we're so used to and says okay what happens when things don't go your way you know what do you do about it do you give up and and run away um, or do you keep on fighting And, and the idea of like sacrifice and the idea of Relationships and, and how those are all handled, and how, you know, I, I was talking with uh, with a friend of the show, uh, Brooke Monroe. Um, we had him on for a couple weeks ago for our music episode, and you know, he was talking about how. Oh man, I just completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it happens. It's all right. I literally. Uh... Did. Anyways, so so yeah, so you know, it, it, it takes those things in Star Wars that we would expect to happen and and takes them in another direction. And that opens up the galaxy so much for, for episode nine.
0: Absolutely. And I I think part of the issue was like with people's perception of the film was this was the first star Wars movie we've gotten since, you know, return of the Jedi came out. That was not predictable because, Whatever you, I mean, Episodes 1 through 3 had some stuff that we didn't know was going to happen. But, you know, it's going to start with young Anakin and it's going to end. All the Jedi are dead and there's Darth Vader. You know, it, there's point A, there's point B. We have to reach point B. So everything kind of fit within a diagram of like we're getting to there. And I feel like with Episode 8, it was the first time they were like, we can do whatever we want to do. Because it fell on JJ to reboot a franchise essentially, but also continue a franchise with yeah. seven, which is why that one is reminiscent of <clears throat> of uh, a New Hope. You know, Episode One didn't do that. Episode One was like, we're gonna thrust you into this galaxy and not explain it. You know, which was probably why some people were like, oh, this is boring. Like, that's not boring to us. Like, I like hearing about stuff in the Senate. That's cool, but like. <laughs> You know, to casual fans, again, like, okay, wait, what's going on now? They're like, the Jedi are warriors, or are they like diplomats? Are they? What's going? You know, so with eight being completely new, I think it was awesome for them to step outside the box. Like, I'll never forget the cheers as soon as Kylo flicks his fingers and turns that saber on through Snoke. Everybody was like, I remember the people next to me are like, what the hell? Like, everybody's freaking out. You know, like completely un, unpredicted or there was always that one guy
1: dropping an f-bomb when uh when the Holden maneuver happened right when it's quiet Yep. you know yeah
0: which i thought was cool too like i don't know i I just like star wars i don't know if they could ever really make me mad i don't know
1: (laughs) there's well i I just find it interesting you know like when empire came out people didn't like empire and People yep. forget that, but Empire got terrible reviews when it first came out. It wasn't until later, after people had sat with it for a while, that they a, and saw it in the whole arc of Return of the Jedi and everything. Exactly. So, uh, I'm I'm waiting for Episode Nine. I don't know if the same thing will happen with Last Jedi, just because of you know, well, primarily Twitter um, and things like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, where people have. People are trying to exercise power through these movies, which is just such a weird dynamic uh, that I don't understand. Yeah. Um, but I do think that like these movies are going to age really, really well, um, and, and I, I think agree. that's true for Star Wars movies, right? Like the prequels now are much more appreciated um, than they were before, not just because of you know fans our age, you know who who were kids seeing it, finally stepping in, and being like, yo, look, we like these movies, but. You know, I, I've heard a lot of stories of older fans who, you know, have come around on the prequels now that the noise has kind of quieted down. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens from there. But I mean, God, we talk Star Wars; we got to talk Last Jedi, right? That's like the new rule. Oh yeah. Um, so so let's go back to <clears throat> back to your journey and, and like, wh- So so tell us a little bit about Rebel Cause. Like, what do you guys do? And then and what really got you? From taking you know your fandom and turning it into this great organization.
0: Yeah, man. Um, so Rebel Cause is a group of Star Wars fans dedicated to uniting the fandom and doing good in our community. Uh, we do that by having events around Lancaster and other places too. We've we've branched out, <clears throat> but uh, we put on Star Wars themed events where we bring fans together uh, into the same room, you know, we've not the internet, not chat rooms, you know, everybody's together and we get to play games, uh, do activities, like a bunch of different stuff, uh, obviously. And, uh, we have prizes and raffles and stuff like that. Um, and it's all for a purpose, uh, for raising money for the homeless here in Lancaster. So I was, uh, I was. I met a friend of mine, uh, James Farbo of Farbo Co. If you're around Lancaster, definitely check out Farbo Co. Um, it's a, your local friendly game store. And uh, James didn't have the store at the time. This is before that. And uh, we're sitting here watching Star Wars Rebels for the first time together. Um, I had met James through uh, the restaurant I worked at at the time, and I found out he was a big Star Wars fan, like as much as I was. So we instantly bonded. And uh, I was like, hey, that new Rebel show is coming out. Do you want to come over and watch it? And he said, oh, absolutely. So I'm sitting on my couch and I watched that pilot episode. And I remember sitting there being like, I really wish I could do something like that. Like, because I remember the whole point of that basic first episode, their mission, is stealing those crates. Which you think are full of weapons, but then it's actually, there's food in some of them, you know? Yeah. And they take all the food to the Tarkin towns. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I really wish we, I could do something like that. And I, I kind of stopped. And I'm like, James, can we do something like that? And he's like, yeah, like, why not? And so that's how it started. Uh, James and I kind of started it together. And I was really the driving force of it. Like, okay, we... We need to figure out, you know, a cool logo. So we had the I, – I wanted an X-Wing and I wanted like a cool orange-red like for the for the words. And I was like, all right, well, what are we going to call ourselves? And I knew I wanted it to be Rebel Something. And I was like, ah, oh, the Rebel, the Rebel Cell, the Rebel – you know, it was something like that. And I was like, how about the Rebel Cause? And we're, we're sitting there and that – so that's how the name came to be, you know, just brainstorming sessions. And I remember we had our first event at the comic store here in Lancaster. And two people came and we had just advertised through putting flyers in the comic store. And we were so ecstatic that people showed up, you know. It was <laughs> really awesome. early on and like I think it would have been around for like a month. Like we had the idea. We advertised for like a week. And we played the Star Wars X-Wing tabletop game and did trivia and I gave out some prizes and it was awesome and uh it just slowly grew from there and eventually James got busy um we we did it together a lot and he kind of fell out of it and I was like oh man like it it really bummed me out and I felt like we had we had a, a following you know we had a couple people start coming to stuff and I actually, I didn't do it for a while. You know, probably like six months went by where I didn't pay attention to it. I wasn't on the Facebook page and and all that. And I remember I was watching Star Wars again. And I was like, you know what? I can't give up because this was a great idea. And I want to keep moving forward with it. And we, I started planning our next event just on my own. And it was, I think we had like 20 people. Oh wow! It had gone from like four or five people showing up to like it was a big group, and that event really is what pushed us forward. Um, it's kind of like the start of where we are now, you know. Uh, and our events just kept getting bigger. We started meeting new people, uh, which is awesome. At at that event, I was saying about uh, I met one of my best friends, Clyde Leonard. Um, he came as Darth Vader in the cosplay. I didn't cry this time, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> but. Uh, It probably would have been a little awkward if you did.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tears of joy, maybe. I was really excited to see it. It was cool. That's awesome. But, uh, uh, yeah, so now it's really, really grown. Um, Our events average about like 40 people or so come out. Um, We do family-friendly events, and then we also do some adult-oriented events. Um, I've done those with uh, Starbecue, our main men, Foden bead over there because um, they, they actually lived like not far from me <laughs> yeah
1: you, and uh, you guys are only but like an, an hour or so away maybe yeah,
0: yeah yeah it's like 40 45 minutes to an hour and uh, it was funny because we found that out because I guess Fode comes up here to Lancaster to uh, the archery supply store yeah we have like a really awesome archery supply store up here and he was like oh that that's like around me like just us talking one day I'm like oh no way and yeah so we met up and been boys ever since that's and um yeah we have uh, the b-wings at brewskins that's our adult events um they're really fun it's you know it's in a bar so everybody's just drinking talking about star wars having hot wing competitions we make sauces um and yeah and then we had <clears throat> uh celebration lancaster uh which was our alternative to star wars celebration where we were watching all the panels, we had vendors, we had artists, we had lightsaber training, and I made a force tree uh, with the help of Mike Hinton. And it was just really cool, There was like over 100 people. And it's been a crazy, crazy journey, you know? Um, I mean, I've been in magazines for it now, we've been on TV a couple times, and it's it's, it's been a crazy journey, and we've gotten to help so many people. Um, through what we've done, and it's been really cool. Like it started, we would do like around Christmas, we would get family stuff, and <clears throat> we would donate to the mission, and and that itself was awesome. But we've gotten to do things like uh actually serve meals to the homeless now, like in uh, local churches, like for the uh, soup kitchens and all that, where like people that are like on the street on the street get to come in and, and eat and have some you know some time with other people to talk and all that kind of stuff, and. Um, we did a really awesome thing last year, uh, which we're going to be a part of again, where we assembled 150 care packages uh, that actually went out to the homeless. And those care packages were amazing. They were they were like everything you could think of somebody would need, basic care stuff, and then some extras as well. And uh, so yeah, that's uh, I'll stop rambling. But yeah,
1: <laughs> no, that's like that's super interesting. So was it was it the Town Tarkintown- Itself that made you want to turn this into helping the homeless, or was that something that was was on your heart before, um, and, and it was a problem you wanted to do something about?
0: I've always been affected by the homeless. yeah, um, it always really bugged me to like my my dad actually tells a story where he you know when I was really little, I was like, dad, what's what what where's that guy going? Because you know, I guess he was pushing a cart or whatever it was. And uh, he's like, well, I think that guy's homeless, buddy. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, where does he go to sleep at night? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And it's just something that always really bothered me. And it's funny, like Facebook has those memories now, right? Right. So like the year or two before I started Rebel Cause, I remember I put up this whole post because there were these two homeless guys that slept outside of uh, the job I had at the time. And I had went and bought him some stuff and all that, and like I put up this post, just like I really wish, like I could do something about this. You know, do more. I, I urge people to be be kind to people. Don't just shrug people off. That you know, because it could happen to anybody. You know, like it, it could happen to you. It could happen to me. Like one crappy thing happens in life, and you could take this turn to okay, well, I lost my house. You know, and yeah. then what? And you lose your car, and you know, stuff like that and uh it was funny to see it kind of you know two years later like oh okay now i'm trying to do something at least you know
1: that's super cool because i mean i'm out here in houston and there's a big you know homeless problem um that's a weird way to say it but you know what i mean uh yeah we, we do especially in the the area where i'm at we have a lot of homeless people um and and it's, it's tough to see. I mean, it's tough to drive by. Um, and in, in Houston, it's weird because some of them could be the nicest people in the world and some of them are legitimately dangerous. And so yeah. it's hard to to do anything about for, for anybody um, because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. And so to, to have this idea of like, all right, well maybe I can't, you know, roll the window down to the person on the side of the street, but maybe I can use something that I understand to, to make a difference for them is, is really interesting and inspiring.
0: Well, thank you, man. Um, it, it's been interesting. Like, like you said, there, there have been a few times where uh, I don't think we've been in danger, but there, I could have potentially, been in a situation where you know, we we had walked around the streets at night sometimes with those extra bags we had from that uh, the time we made the bags and you know, I always have people with me, you know, yeah. I take my friends and stuff like that. But you know, I I kind of came to a point in my life where I was I was I was thinking like you said about the new Star Wars films, like thinking a lot about my legacy. And I wasn't exactly happy with where I was in life, I guess. Like, oh, I had an apartment, had a, you know a wonderful girlfriend at the time, and uh, still have. She's my fiance now. It sounded weird, but uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I wasn't fulfilled, yeah. you know? And I always I always wanted to be a Jedi, you know. So I feel like I've tried to take those teachings through Star Wars and really put them into into the world and try to be as much as a Jedi as I can be, you know. I go to lightsaber practice tomorrow, that's a real thing. <laughs> but, so
1: uh, <laughs> so you know, what what do you think it is about Star Wars that does inspire that in fans? Because, you know, there's the five O First, which is obviously doing a lot of good. There's Rebel Cause doing a lot of good. Um there's there's other smaller groups out there who are using whether it's just, you know, a single cosplayer going to the hospital to cheer a kid up or you know, a big uh, organization. What do you think it is about Star Wars that that inspires people to do that? Because you don't necessarily see that with, you know, Lord of the Rings or or things like that.
0: Yeah, um, I I think it's because Star Wars legitimately has always shown us that no matter what, you should do the right thing. And it might not be the easy thing, but it's always going to be worth it. And giving yourself to a higher power, be it the Force, be it um, <clears throat> you know helping the homeless, helping sick children, uh, whatever it is, is always going to be fulfilling for you. And that's and fellowship, honestly, like people coming together is like when when you walk into a room, right, and you don't know anybody. And you just start talking. – you're wearing a Star Wars T-shirt or they're wearing a Star Wars T-shirt. You know you're instantly friends – kind of friends with that person. Yeah. You, know, you can be like, oh, you like Star Wars? Oh, I love Star Wars. Oh, me too. It just happened to me last night. I, I met uh, – I had gone to a, a fire at a friend's house and I, there was a guy there. Never met him before in my life. And he – I think I pulled my wallet out or something and he was like, oh, you like Star Wars? I'm like, huh? a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And there's always that point talking. where you have to measure how much of your insanity you can let out, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like a massive star Wars fan. I'm like, Oh man, I run a star Wars charity here in like certain, oh, what? I'm you know, just talking all about it. And we were going on forever last night, you know, it was just about star Wars and all this other. St- and, uh, it, it's, um, It's, you know, it's like Obi-Wan said, you know, it's the energy field that binds us all together. It it really is. And I feel like in the community, that's... When that that many people are connected and they're connected over something so positive, nothing but positivity is going to come out of it, you
1: know? Yeah. Well, and there's also the idea in Star Wars of, like, no one is worthless, you know, we see that with Qui Gon taking on Jar Jar. We see that with, uh, you know, the Ewoks. It's all throughout Star Wars. Even now with uh, with Rey and, and you know Finn. You know, Rey being a nobody, Finn being literally a nameless, you know, face. Uh, when we start out the films, and it's like they make a huge difference. So, so whether it's like like the people on your end who are actually, you know, doing the charity, doing the good work, or those receiving it, I think it, it makes that connection of like everybody matters, you know, and, and we may not be able to change the whole galaxy, but you can you can change that one person's life. You know? It's all about sparks, man. It really is. It really is. you know. I mean, guys, Star Wars is about hope and love and redemption. So if we haven't figured that out, there's the, the blatant statement of it for you. So, exactly. W- so where where do you want to take Rebel Cause from here? Because you talked about, you know, like it's grown a lot um, a- and you're able to do a lot of things. But I imagine you still want to continue to grow it and, and grow that reach. Like what's your – do you have a long-term plan for it or certain goals that you're, you you want to achieve with Rebel Cause? <laughs>
0: I yeah I do. Um, I I definitely want to keep doing events. Uh, we have one on in October here coming up. Um, I love doing our, our home events. You know, um, it's a great way to bring the community out, and that's you know parents, kids, teen, you know it's everybody, and can come together. Um, my big dream would be to have our own homeless shelter. Um, I would really, really love that, uh, and I've talked about it a lot. Uh, my, my mom's really, she is the one pushing me. Well, my, all my family is, don't get me wrong, but she's like, when, when are we gonna try to get a, a shelter, like somewhere we can have, p- actually bring people in and feed them and then clothe them and you know give them somewhere to sleep. <clears throat> that's that's like a long-term goal, but I, I just want to keep it growing, you know. Um, people know about us all over, but I, I really want to expand even further, maybe out of the state. Um, I would love other chapters to open. I've I've had people talk to me like, "Oh, you have Rebel Cause Lancaster. Could we do like Rebel Cause Houston or wherever?" You know? Yeah. I would. I would love that. Um. So yeah, I mean, that's just keep getting bigger. You know, I'd love to be able to do more and more for the homeless. Um, I'd love to be able to take our our podcast, uh, Rebel Chatter, and kind of turn that into. Something I get paid for, so that I don't have to work a nine to five. You know, it'd be kind of cool if I could just do Rebel Cause and Rebel Chatter as my job. Um, that's definitely one of the goals in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's basically <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. I mean, it, it's it sounds like you have a really good support system, you know, at, at home around you, which I think is is really important especially for the particular type of mission you're taking on you know like you need whether it's whether it's the found family uh or or blood family you know whatever it is star wars does point out to us you know the importance of family and and how once we get that we're able to become the best versions of ourselves i mean that's literally what the entire show of rebels is about uh which basically started your your charity so uh it's apropos that like that same idea is something that, it, you know, to the point where you're not just, you know, finding your home, but but literally building a home for people um, is, is I mean, it's mind-blowing. It's really amazing. And, uh, yeah.
0: Man, I, I can't stress enough how the people that help me with Rebel Cause or that, you know, I... I I just had the idea you know I kind of put stuff in order but all these people that have rallied behind us and whether that be people that just support us you know but especially my friends and family I cannot they're amazing like I am so lucky to have all these people that are so passionate about what I'm passionate about and whether it's Star Wars or just getting behind Rebel Cause as an idea I I've made fr- made amazing amazing friends through through this and like I I really sit back a lot and I'm, I just think about how lucky I've been for all of it you know yeah like I had friends that I never would have met if it wasn't for Rebel Cause specifically you know and these people have just you know uh, James Brown's one of our members for example he's probably moving down here soon you know just to because we've been from New Hampshire uh, to Pennsylvania and like it's for. Me, you know, to be close to me as a friend, but like he is so passionate about rebel cause that he wants to be down here to be able to do more, and that's insane. Like I love it, you yeah. Know? And it—that's awesome. It drives me to like never stop fighting for it, you know.
1: Well, and y- you know, there's there's the issue of toxicity in Star Wars fandom. Like to to say that's not something that people are dealing with is. is Is foolish but that said like star wars like you said is positive and it it brings people together you know it creates that instant connection and i feel like you know two things that help people make lifelong friendships are like this kind of mission-based work whether it's it's for a church or you know an organization or whatever it is and You know, Star Wars. I feel like those two things I see all the time are are making lasting connections. Um, And and you've kind of got like the best of both worlds going on, and and it just Mm. kind of, you know, I mean, you know, this it's like that energy. People just end up around you, and you're like, how did this even happen? Mm. Like, I had that happen with Clashing Sabers. You know, like I just turn around and I'm like, how do I have all these amazing people around me? Like. Right. what did I do? Because I, I, I legitimately don't know what I did to have them like believe in what we were doing. And, and now the idea of doing it without, you know, the other four members of the network, it, you know, is just, it's insane. And like, in the most technical sense of the term, like I own Clashing Sabers or whatever, and it's my brand. But like, literally, I think of that only, I, I don't even think of that. It's like, literally, the only the most technical way. You know, like, I, I literally... Would, would trust I paid for the
0: domain name. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Um But like, yeah, that's like literally it. But like I couldn't imagine not having, you know, this particular group of people with me because they believe in it the way way that I do, you know, and, and this that's just talking about like a podcast and, and articles, you know, as of right now. Hold on, big news coming soon. Um but you know, like for what you're doing you know like you're literally out there changing the world through your star wars fandom um do you ever just sit back and and like think about what younger you would have would have said to to older you you know the the little kid who you know found his dad's toys who cried when he saw darth vader like what would what would he think about where your fandom's at right now
0: Uh, That's a really good question. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: I don't know what I would think. Uh, I'll I'll definitely say my my mom and dad both say, like, oh, it all makes sense. Like, we get it. You know, where you're at is, like, not that they're, like, we always knew you would do something awesome. But, like, they're, like, we always knew you would do something awesome, you know. And, like, it makes sense that it's your – you want to help people and it's your favorite thing, Star Wars, you know. And I I guess I would tell – okay. Well, if I now could tell my younger self something, it would be to never be ashamed of what you love because I totally got picked on for liking Star Wars. Like a lot. Like a lot. And that was why like one of the first things I did when I turned 18 was I got like a big rebellion symbol tattooed on my back. (laughs) because <laughs> I was just like no I love this here's what it is you know what I mean that's amazing and I was always super passionate about it but I I I kind of hid it for a while like in those early teen years like into a teen you know by the time I was like 16 17 18 I was like yeah I like Star Wars like leave me alone like what are you gonna you know Yeah. <laughs> like it's great you're stupid you've never seen Star Wars what are you talking about
1: <laughs> you're missing out like,
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um <clears throat> But yeah, so I guess that, that's what I would tell, I would tell my, and I would tell anybody to never be ashamed of what you love, especially Star Wars, because Star Wars is awesome.
1: But uh, It was funny, because yeah. uh, my fiancé and I were sitting on the couch, uh, it was just last night actually, before we recorded a different episode, and um, I was catching up on the Star Wars show, and she just looked at me, and she goes, and, and not in a, a condescending way, but in a, a curious way, she was like, how do you never get sick of Star Wars? And I was like, yeah. because I don't know how to, ha- you know, kind of like things. I'm either like, eh, I don't care for it, or I'm all in a hundred and eighty nine percent. And you know, I know you're kind of the same way. And yeah. <laughs> y- y- it's it's easy to to sit there and just consume Star Wars. And if that's what you want to do, like, I'm that's absolutely you know your right to do that. And. and you know that's how certain people express their fandom is, is in a passive way and they just want to enjoy the stories but if you're somebody who you know these stories really connect with you mm-hmm. and, and kind of alter the course of your life like you know i've talked about with ahsoka and, and like kaden has talked about today like there are ways out there whether it's it's you know you're you're able to join rebel cause or maybe open up a chapter for them or you know just you know being somebody who who doesn't engage in the negativity that's out there like the fandom is ours and i think that's that's an issue that i'm kind of noticing is people complaining about the way that star wars fandom is but then not doing anything about it and that's one thing that really bothers me you know so even though you're not like out there you know battling the trolls on twitter like the fact that you're using star wars for this positive energy is like taking things in the right direction and it's doing it in a way that makes sense for you and and what's on your heart and that's just kind of the something that i would encourage other people to do is figure out like what about star wars connects with you and, and take that to do to do something good you know for for people yeah
0: and you know man to to bring like part of the conversation from earlier full circle when you said about like battling the trolls on whatever social media a jedi uses the force for knowledge and defense <laughs> never for attack I and mean come on That's why we have taken a very positive stance with it and this is what we love and a lot of other people love it too if you have something if you just don't like okay last jedi or solo or whatever that's cool but like don't be a jerk about it yeah you know just just don't like it and the the funny conversation i have had when i've had a few conversations is like people are like oh all these new star wars just aren't good and i'm just like do you maybe think you just don't like star wars anymore like it's not that they're not good maybe you just don't like it anymore because like oh the last time you saw it was when you were like 17 and you're like 40 now yeah okay like maybe it's just not for you anymore like it doesn't have to be you know there's there's some kid stuff in Star Wars. It's always going to be that way, you know? I actually, like, in the Star Wars movies, There, there's little goofy times, you know? Like, Ewoks and, you know, like, all that kind of stuff. And I watched Resistance, actually, for the first time uh, this past week. I went through the whole series. Because I was looking at that like, this is going to be, like, really kiddy. Yeah. So. And I felt like... It was kind of how, like, when you watch a Star Wars film, it's mostly serious, and then there's those little kiddie parts, right? Right. Resistance is kind of flipped, where it's, like, mostly kid stuff, but then there's really cool moments in it. And I was like, huh, okay, I should have given this a little bit more of a chance at first. So that was, that was kind of a cool thing to reflect on, even in myself.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, nobody is perfect as a fan, and we all, like... I've talked about when the original Tartakovsky Clone Wars came out, I was really upset. Like, I did not think Star Wars should be animation. And uh, Can you imagine that now, though? No, All the great animation. <laughs> no, like, literally now, animation is my Star Wars. Like, I'm, I'm looking literally at looking at a Rebels right poster, now. Ahsoka poster. <laughs> I've got, like, five Ahsokas in front of me. It's, It's insane. Like, yeah. I mean... To and to think like I missed all of the Clone Wars because I was just hard headed about it, and I mean I was like thirteen at the time, and there was a lot of stuff going on in my life that probably you know caused some of that. But it, it's it's funny to look back on it and be like, oh my god, I can't believe I missed out on that. Uh, you know, in retrospect, like I got these stories right when I needed them, which I think is something um, that happens more often than not. Uh, and I'm super grateful for but it is kind of like that's kind of always kept me in the same way that like knowing everything about Phantom Menace going into it made me not like knowing things going into movies like that experience is something that with all this new content I'm like I'm at least going to try things out and um, yeah I uh, I'm really super grateful for that
0: yeah me too man I mean in our our defense of like not loving the animated stuff at first before that, the only animated stuff we really had was, like, a holiday special. Yeah. So, like, you know, <laughs> and, like, droids.
1: You ever seen droids? I honestly haven't. I do want to sit down and, what? and actually watch them. send you the VHS. Yes, I please have, do. I
0: have the VHS of droids and Ewoks. And fun fact about droids, real quick. You know the villain in that? Do you know what his name is? No. Kaibo Ren. Oh, I've heard of that, Yeah so weird like that's so random i don't know but even like going back and watching those i'm like oh this is great like i I still love it even though it's terrible you know what i mean yeah it's It's, just something because it's star wars that's it like you could like you could slap a star wars sticker on a roll of toilet paper and i'd be like that's amazing
1: (laughs) best (laughs) toilet paper ever (laughs) yeah Like I mean, uh, let's admit it—we've all paid the extra fifty cents to get the Star Wars oranges or the Star Wars Ziploc bags.
0: Yep, absolutely. I, I remember I came home with like BB-8 grapes the one time, <laughs> <laughs> and Victoria's like, "Why? Why did I don't know? I don't know. It was Star Wars grapes?" <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because you said about you and your or her saying that like that's kind of where mine is too (laughs) like we've been together for five five years and um she kind of is at the point now where she's like i'll turn on the tv and she's like hey you want to watch a movie or something like yeah sure and she's like not star wars (laughs) (laughs) oh man there are movies that
1: are not star wars
0: (laughs) what is not star wars i don't get it i didn't know that Um, was allowed I used to have this little game I would play, like whether it was with my mom or like uh, Victoria, my fiance, where I would describe the plot of a Star Wars movie but not use any Star Wars words. Like, I forget how I explained. Like, I explained it. Episode three. I was like, oh, it's about uh, this lawman, and he, you know, he's they're in a war and like. you know, he starts to think the other, other lawmen in his organization are corrupt, maybe. So then like the, the guy that's like the head of the president, basically, like he kind of teams up with him, but then he kind of finds out the president's kind of a bad dude, but he can kind of, you know, do some good for him. And, you know, and then he betrays all the other people and he kills all the rest of the lawmen and all that. And, and they're like, oh, that sounds awesome. I'm like, all right, cool. It's called Revenge of the Sith. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: That's great. But, That's great.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, Star Wars is amazing. Star Wars is forever. And most importantly, Star Wars can change not just your life, but the lives of, of so many people. I see it happen each year when I get to to share Star Wars with my students. And, and it always connects with somebody and whether it gets them into reading or or makes them a little bit more passionate about writing or something like that is is always such a special time and i know you get those experiences uh through yours so if if people want to support rebel cause uh learn more about it uh, just follow and support you guys where can they do that at
0: yeah so you can find rebel cause at rebel cause lancaster on facebook uh it's the same name on instagram uh, if you want to check out our podcast where we talk about, we talk about Rebel Calls a lot there, but uh, we talk about people's Star Wars stories as well. Um, you can find us on rebelchatter.com. Uh, we're on iTunes as well. So, yeah. So, yeah. Check d- us out, man. And send me a friend request too if you want. That's cool too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, I mean, I got to say, because we've only been friends for, for, you know, a few weeks, maybe a month by this point. And yeah. uh, I feel like I've known you a lot longer. So definitely get in right. touch with him a- and talk some Star Wars, support Rebel Cause um, in, in any way that you can uh, and and take your fandom and, and do something for someone else. Uh, if you want more of Clashing Sabres, you can of course just hit the subscribe button on whatever podcatcher you are listening to and get all of our shows. Uh, we have just recently had a bunch of huge interviews, um, so you're going to want to go back in the backlog and uh, listen to those. You can also join us on our facebook group clashing saber star wars community email us clashing sabers network at gmail.com or send us a voicemail or a text that we will read on the show uh well well, i guess we'll listen to the voicemail we won't read your voicemail that would be awkward uh that number is 832-966-0077 and until the next time uh this feels like a moment to say godspeed rebels the podcast you just listened to and all other clashing sabers productions are the intellectual property of clashing Sabers.net. all sounds and materials used from other creators is their stuff and we just use it for informational and educational purposes bottom line we made it it's ours they made it it's theirs seems simple but if you're still confused feel free to email us at clashing sabers network at gmail.com we have no association with lucasfilm disney or any of the other fine companies that make all this stuff we talk about but kathleen kennedy if you need anything let me know i work for cheap Now let's blow this thing and get out of here.